Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to yet another amazing episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. And my name is Dan. Welcome to the show. Guys, you know what? We're going to tell you something. I think this was going to be the show that almost wasn't. What's going on, Steve? We're messing with our equipment for 30 minutes now, something like that? Yeah, it was interesting. Do the gods not want us to record? Is that what it is? I mean, number one, Skype is trash. We have to get that out there. Skype is trash. Other than that, um, like sometimes there's glitches in machinery. Yeah, but they happen all the time now with us for some reason. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't on. think it's all the time. Well, more than we'd like it to be, right? Yes. You know what? Doesn't matter, folks. We're over here complaining about something that oh, we already fixed. You know what's interesting? What's up, dude? Remember when that time that I got the power outage? Yeah. The Mac saved the audio. I don't know, man. I, you know what it is? We've been doing the word. We've been talking a lot of heaven and hell. We've been talking some stuff that might not be so cool with some people. You know, Jesus smoking weed and stuff. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I think that's what it is. He sent us a, a glitch in the system. Well, the thing is, I should have looked because the Mac was like, you have saved audio. And I looked, I said, they saved the audio. I should have just been like, let's keep the audio. I just didn't think the Mac would save it. But I got to remember, these are Macs, baby. Of course they saved it. How come we spent the same amount of money and mine doesn't save? Yours does. Oh, well. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I don't know. Crying over spilled milk over here. How's your back, bro? It's still on the mend, actually, but it's getting better. Really? Yeah. You know, Steve, I've gone to my local pharmacist and I've picked up some, I'm going to give a plug, some Salon Pass patches. You heard of those? I don't even know what you just said. So, like, like the word salon, like beauty salon. and then salon. And then P-A-S. Salon Pass. Salon Pass? Yeah, they're like these little pain patches. Wow. And then I've also invested in some Tiger Balm. My back is always nice and hot slash cool. It's good stuff, What does man. Tiger Balm smell like? Uh, it's a little spicy, kind of with a hint, with a hint of the Orient. <laughs> Makes you feel like you're sitting on a block of ice somewhere in the middle of uh, Tibet. Holy crap. I did not know you were having to do it like this, homie. Yeah, dude. I haven't had a flare up like this in probably five years, something like that. Like it's bad and I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm trying to go back to the gym. That's number one goal for me is to go back to the gym. But you can't get there if you feel like you're going to jack yourself up, right? That's my thing. I think, um, like, right now, I would recommend just bike riding. I mean, I ain't bike riding in the heat. It's 105 outside. Gee, Are you crazy? I understand. That's good. Can't you're, You don't seem, I mean, are you heat averse, Dan? I think it's just more of I don't like working out in the heat. That's the simple answer. What's going on in your world? Why you got to give all my little secrets up? Dude, I feel really good this week. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel really good. You know what? Great, man. Because you've had some rough ones lately. Yes, this week is going, chilling. I got my groove. I know how every the, the kind of the schedule's working out. Everything was great. Got up early, did some stuff I had to do this morning. It was just like a good, got home in time to call Dan and be like, hey, let's do this thing. It was good. Man. Wait, just hold up. You were up already and running around doing things? Yes, 10 o'clock. Wow, look at you. I'm impressed. I had to, though. It wasn't, yeah, well, I kind of <laughs> had to. You had but Mandatory I just, instead stuff. of being like, I have to, I'd be like, no, this is life. And I just enjoyed myself, you know, handled business. And I was like, okay, time to call Dan. Stephen Wonderful, ladies and gentlemen. Handling life. 
<laughs> hey, dude, I was thinking about something the other day. Yes. What's that? Okay. So you have to use your, your imagination on this one, okay? Of course. So let's just say you're walking towards me and I'm walking towards you and we're strangers, okay? Mm -hmm. You don't know me. Mm -hmm. If we're going to acknowledge each other, what would you do? It's usually a head nod or something, right? Yeah, affirmative. Okay. So if it's a formal, I've noticed this about people. If it's a formal head nod, I don't know you, you don't know me. I'm trying to be a little more professional. I'm going to give you a head nod, right? And I'll probably yes. go, I'm using the chin as the reference point. It's going to be a nod uh -huh. where it's chin down first. Like, hello. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? You, you know what I'm getting at here? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, six months later, we're great friends. We walk past each other again. I'm like, what's up? But my chin goes up. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just wondering if that's like that for everybody. Like, what do you do? If I don't know a person yeah. at all? Yeah. And we're in the, it depends. Now, this is a big, it depends. It depends. I think I what know where you're going. What are we talking about here? <laughs> this is a big I know where you're going. Okay. Um, an average, everyday, you're at work kind of thing. What do you do? Even then. Like, what are we... Like, it depends. Like, Are you referring talk, to, with quotes, of course, the nod? Is that what you're referring to oh, right now? Yes, yeah. yes. Like, I'm not talking about that. Everyone gets the nod. Explain the nod, Steve, so they know what we're talking about. Like, okay, the nod is... It's a situation like with black folks, if... I see another black person, uh, specifically a dude, I'm going to, even if we don't know each other, we're going to give each other the nod. Oh, we might be like, what's up with it? Nothing. Or, now here's the secret. Like, <laughs> Listen up, folks. At Trader Joe's, there was another brother there, and I was talking, and we were walking, I was kind of wandering around Trader Joe's. And I looked at him and kind of did the nod, like, man, we're, I mean, we're here, aren't we? And he's like, yeah, we're like, we did it all in, in one look, like, yeah, we're definitely on Champlain and Perrin, aren't we? You know what I'm saying? We got, we kind of looked at each other like that. Or now, who we won't give the nod to, I won't give the nod to older black men, like 60, 70. That's always going to be a, like, sir. Is that a social faux pas? Um, no, it's just going to be like more of a reverent thing, like, hello, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Because it was like, no, 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 no. You don't what up me. That's not happening. Listen, Junior, which who you nodding at? Exactly. I'll say good evening, good afternoon, sir. How are you, young man? All that's normally how that goes. You know what I wonder? When does the age switch? Like, do old men look at each other and do the nod, or are we going to age into <laughs> the nod? Like, I don't know how that works, but I know if I'm a, if a kid nods at me, how old I am, I would be like, no nod. Like, if a 15 year old did the nod, what's up? I'd be like, what do you mean, what's up? 40 years old, homie. You're saying like, what's the cutoff? How many years can you age before it doesn't work anymore? Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. And I think I think we're going to bring that into 60. Like we might be the generation of men that have been doing it all our lives. So now 60-year-olds are just, what's up with it? What's going on with it? Like nodding <laughs> at each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But especially in the age of Trump, we really give each other the nod. Like there's so much in the nod. Like if some terrible Trump thing happened that day, we kind of communicate it looking at each other like, I know, right? <laughs> Just keep on moving. Like, what are we doing here right now? How are we even on this planet? Exactly. We're walking around in Trader Joe's as if the apocalypse is not about to occur tomorrow. <laughs> like, this is insane. But if it's not a brother and he's not older, I do exactly what you do. I do the... How are you? All right, good. Yeah, okay. The nod down. Right, you nod down, but if nod it's... Nod down. Okay, but 
I don't know, put yourself into work or something like that. And you're walking down the hall and it's a guy that you know, you've seen around before, person of a different culture, a little bit younger. He's coming at you. What do you do? No nod. No nod. Wow. It's going to be like, how's the day, sir? Never a nod because the nod is a nonverbal communication. We talk. You're going to give him a verbal, not a nod. How are you? Yeah. Okay. Am I on the phone? Is he on the phone? Sure. Because if you're on the phone, all of a sudden a fake smile happens and no noise comes out to me. <laughs> they do <laughs> they do that thing. <laughs> like in <laughs> are, are we the weirdest fucking bunch of animals on the planet? <laughs> you like they're like talking on the phone all serious and all of a sudden like they do that <sighs> and then keep on moving. <laughs> you're so right. You wouldn't do that normally if you saw me. Yeah. But you have to make it overblown knowing I'm on the phone right now, but I'm super pleased to see. No, you're not. You could just be like, hey, how are you? But they go overboard yeah, with so no words. I could totally see that too. No, see, I was just thinking about that the other day because I walked by somebody and I just went with the chin down one like, hello, how you doing? One of those things, right? Oh, really? And then I thought about it. I'm yeah. like, when else do I ever do that? Like, I don't walk by my son in the hallway and be like, hello there unfamiliarity is required for you to do those certain things. But once you hit that point where it's like, oh, okay, I know you, we've seen each other, we've talked before, maybe we've just bought lunch in the cafeteria right next to each other. Something where we shared some space together and it's on friendly terms, it becomes a chin-up situation. So you do chin-ups to certain people in like at your job? Yeah, hey, what's up? How's it going? That's me. That's pretty much me all the time. But every once in a great while, I will get all four and be like, Hello there. How do you do? And my chin goes down. It's interesting. Really? Yeah. It is very interesting. I don't know if it is. Maybe it's maybe it's the stupidest thing ever to talk about, but it's it's something that's been on my mind lately. And I knew, I knew that if I went to the Hudson, I would get some good insight on this. You know, it's funny. There's a lot like I would say, let me think. Okay, if I'm walking. Yeah, I don't normally do that the down thing. Yeah. Unless it's someone like say it's an older white dude, they might get the chin down, just acknowledging that they're there because I don't know if they want to have a conversation. I don't know if they want to do the whole, I'm well, how are you? So I'll be like, sir, keep on walking. If it's an older anybody. Middle-aged Asian guy, what do you do? Same thing. How are you? Salutations. Okay. Yeah, totally. But there's something to it is what I'm saying. People do the weirdest shit. Okay, here's another one for you. You're at an intersection, okay? There's a crosswalk. Yes. Uh-huh. And have you ever done the thing where it's like, you go, no, no, you go, no, you go, you go. Oh, or dude, or, or we both go, how about this one? We both go at the same time and then we step back. One, The pedestrian steps back onto the curb. There's a right-of-way situation here, I understand all totally. that. Totally. But, but, yeah. but for the sake of this conversation, you both step back mm-hmm. on the curb and then your windows are closed, right? Maybe they're on the phone, yeah. but then we go, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, you know, you're not speaking out loud. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? You go, you thank, thank you. You know what's funny? I've never, I someone did that to me. I, I've never done that to someone else. I don't believe you. I don't. Now, actually, I you're don't. too loud to do whispers anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't say sorry. Okay, how about this one? You're getting ready to park, right? In a parking yes. lot. Yes. And mm-hmm. there's two people, yourself was one of them, that are trying to get the same car space. Today, you're in a good mood, and you're like, you go ahead and take the car space. And the yes. other guy's like, no, you go ahead and take the car space. And then you'll both do that. You don't do that where you're like, you, 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 you do that. Oh, totally. Yes, 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 yes. What the fuck is that? Yes. <laughs> Why are we, um, are we just, are we like uh, sound checking in concert? We can't use our voice? I think it's either you do that, yeah. or you roll down your window and be like, 
Hey, hey, you go ahead and take that. Be like, then he'll be like, dude, that is a weird person across the way. So there's only two possibilities. Hey, he'll man, be like, go ahead oh. and use that. That is just fine. It is your parking space today. Literally, he will think about that for the rest of the week and be like, do people do that now? Uh, do they yell out? Do they do the Ace Ventura head out the window? Yeah. No, go ahead. You take it. They'll take it, though. It's just these little weird social behaviors that we have. That sometimes I have to stop and reflect about. And for some reason, the nod got me. But then I started to think about the other one where we're going, hey, hey, hey. oh, you, 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 thank you. You, you take parking space. It's so fucking weird. Oh, yeah. It's a bit. And it's funny because even it's <laughs> like if I Ooh, see a dude. Now it's really like, funny because you had a genuine ha 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 before it. No, it made me laugh because there'll be certain times when me and another brother will be at a like a stoplight. And like, I'll nod at his car and he'll nod at me like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it, man. You guys are doing the thing that's equivalent to motorcycle riders. Yes. I remember I had to learn when I rode motorcycles, I had to learn all the <laughs> the different signs. Like you're supposed to be like, hey, if they get that peace sign, do the peace sign. I didn't know the tapping on the head. And I was like, what's that? They're like, that means that the, there's a cop around the corner. Be careful. Like I had to learn all these nonverbal communications. And it was interesting, man. So I don't like motorcycles. I think they're super fucking cool, but I don't think I'm personally mature enough to have one. Responsible enough to have one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stuff yeah. at stake and I don't want to lose it and whatever. I don't like motorcycles, right? Yes. But I did like that feeling of riding in one or riding on one rather. So I thought, I don't know, this is probably about 10 years back. I thought, you know what? I'm going to split the diff and I am going to get a scooter. So I got like a Vespa oh, type scooter. Yeah. It wasn't a Vespa, but it looked like a Vespa. Uh-huh. <laughs> now... <laughs> I have to understand that the only way that you're going to look cool on a Vespa is if you're in a big city where you need something like that to get around, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you're with a crew of Vespa people, you know, that way Damn. there's power. Just hold on. There's power in numbers, right? <laughs> so like only Dan can do, and I know there's motorcycle riders out there, so fuck all of y'all when I say this right now. Uh -huh. I'm, gonna, I'm going to pre-fuck all of y'all and just, I'm telling you a story. Uh, <laughs> this scooter, right? <laughs> and I'm driving to work. And of course, you know, I'm married, so I'm going to wear a helmet, which you should anyway, folks. But I was wearing a helmet and <laughs> driving down the road. Now, same situation, same hallway situation, right? Someone's in the other lane going my way and I'm going their way. And it was a guy on a motorcycle, right? So I'm, he's like, you know, <laughs> down the road. Wow. And I did the wave at him like, hi, fellow rider. <laughs> and he just looked and it was like slow motion. G. It was just like, what? As wow. he turned, he just looked at me is what I'm getting at. He just turned his head and looked at me like, I am not about to wave at you, man. And I felt like the biggest dipshit. I was like, oh, I am not the same as you. What movie was that? Uh, Steve Buscemi, remember when he's like, greetings, fellow teenagers? <laughs> That's what it's Oh, like. yeah. I mean, for, for the Vespa, normally, if I'm, going, if I'm riding a Vespa and I'm going the opposite direction, I put down the peace sign. The, the other motorcycle rider will give me the peace sign because they're like, oh, he, this is probably his other ride. He probably has a motorcycle. My other ride is a Because that's the Harley. only reason he'd know it. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, that's the only reason he'd know it. But I will, uh, uh, for the listeners, there is no way to look semi-cool on a Vespa, people. If you get a Vespa, you're not trying to look cool. You're trying to get from A to B. The end, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. You're trying to get A B, and you gave up the cool factor, which is perfect. It's just like the smart car. But that's like saying that everyone that rides like a, I'm not a bike guy, but something like a, not a Harley, more like a, 
like a Yamaha. A Yamaha, yeah. yeah. That's kind of the same thing, though. You're sort of putting a blanket statement. No, Vespa's a different. No, but you're saying it's kind of the same thing of like, if I went, anyone that rides one of those is a douche. I'm not saying they're douche. I'm saying there's no cool thing. Right, but that's the same thing yeah. as saying that people that ride those Kawasaki's or Yamaha's or whatever all look like douches. Well, the thing is, some blanket statements are true. I don't know. This sounds like a world according to Steve thing to me right now. Not true. So if I say every contortionist is fairly limber and people are like, hey, easy on the blanket statements. I'm like, I'm going to go on a limb and say that that's a good blanket statement. <laughs> Where someone's like, hey, not every contortionist is limber. But like, well, then they're not a contortionist. No, there's definitely a Vespa culture, though. That's the thing. There are yes, like scooter clubs and things like that. Okay, so are you saying that they're cool? If you have another Vespa, you can think another Vespa rider is cool. If you're in a group of Vespa riders, all of y'all are dope to each other. That is dope. But to other, they're like, if the only way to look halfway cool, the correct phrase would be like, the only way to look halfway cool is to look at another Vespa rider and say, aren't I cool? Yeah, then you're cool because you are two Vespa riders. But to the outside nation, I think that it's, I'm like, hey, you're getting A to B. You're not supposed to look cool on a Vespa. You're supposed to be saving money, saving the environment. Don't worry about looking cool. You're doing a good thing. You're saving things. Yeah, I'm glad we had this conversation. I don't know. I don't think I really agree with you, but I'm not disagreeing with you either. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would get a Vespa. I thought about getting Maja Vespa until I saw the price. They're not cheap. They're about five. <laughs> and you need a motorcycle license because it's over 500 cc's yeah. or 50 cc's yeah, yeah, yeah you're right yeah. Um, you know but you're otherwise, more of a gearhead like, than i actually thought i didn't really notice that until we were talking on the word last episode really yeah like tulips car you're really into cars i didn't really get that about you and i should know because you drive a mustang uh, i remember i was talking to maj i was like yeah maj i think i'm gonna get a chevelle a 71 chevelle and he's like how does that save the environment i'm like i'm just gonna get it for like fun and he said but wouldn't you want to save the environment since you tell other people like to save the environment I'm like, wow, putting on Front Street by your son. Yeah, get it, Maj. He's like, you tell other people to do, don't eat meat, don't do this, yep. don't add to the, and he's like, but you're going to get a 71 Chevelle, something that can't even be smogged. The world according <laughs> to Steve Hudson. And so all of a sudden I'm sitting there floating in my car, I'm like, hmm. All mad and shit because he got you? <laughs> Good show. Good show. Yes, and so now I'm like, okay. I need to be way more conscious. But but again, that was my dream car. So when I see Tulip, you know, on the word, on yeah. the preacher, uh, we're driving. I'm like, that is so dope. But I'm not, I want to be more of a tech head. Like, for instance, Dan, uh-huh. if you want to call me, babe, that was a jam. But if <laughs> Okay, spin doctors. <laughs> if I put you on a desert island and gave you every component to an iPhone and said, all you have to do is put this together and call for help, how long would it take you? I don't know. I, you know what? I'm kind of good at some of that shit. I don't know. I probably would never do it, first of all. Did you give me the tools to put it together, too? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know. I'd say if I could do it successfully, uh, I don't know, a week or two? And that's my problem. I should not have to take that long to put together something that I use every day. Like, there are certain engineers I talk to that they are like, well, if this component is this in this device, this component is this in that device, which makes it do that. Like, they can... Just by, oh, I know what a a processor or this does or this does. It gives power to this. So just by the art of knowing what things do, they can put together different things because they know what different things do in different devices. Like all of it has some sort of universal. 
this does this and it gives power to a this thing. All I got to figure out is what is this thing in this device? And I'm like, yeah, I need to know those things. You're speaking in way too technical terms for our listeners. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I'm just fucking with you. Like if you know what a processor does in your computer, you're going to know what a processor does in your iPhone. You're going to know what what is the thing that's like a processor in your new electric car. And once you know how all these things work together, but I don't even know how they work, G. I need to know how my computer works from bottom to top. Then I could say, like, for instance, at your house, if I'm there and something's glitching on your computer, I could be like, it has to be this because of what it's doing. Right. Why don't we know that? And we use these things every day. You know what? Maybe there are those people out there that actually are that inquisitive that they want to know every finite detail of every single thing that works. My father-in-law was one of those people, actually. He's the kind of guy where you, you take him to Disneyland. He's not looking at Mickey Mouse. He's not looking at the, the castle He's looking at how shit works. Oh, look at all that yes. piping system. Wonder where that piping roots mm-hmm. to. You know, that's the kind of guy. So there's just people like that. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people where it's like, hey, I have a problem. This is broken. Here's some money. It's a lazy behavior. I think that anyone can really train themselves to do anything. Fix your washing machine, for instance. Go on YouTube. YouTube has become such a great tool to fix things. It's helped me out a bunch of times. I fixed my car that way. And I'm not a handy right. guy with my car, you know? Like it's not a well, Chevelle. It's not a 72 Chevelle where I can just take everything apart and there's no computer system in it or anything like that. But YouTube's pretty handy. It's gotten me out of a couple of binds. Okay, see, here's how dumb America, me, let me talk to me, okay? Um, I remember when I, when, I, when, I, <laughs> when I passed physics, I thought, I am a G. I am smarter now having passed this, okay? Regular Sheldon Cooper. And not a week later. A week later, I'm talking to a friend of mine and he's like, hey, yeah, I had to, I was like, what'd you do today? He's like, yeah, I had to wait for a part to come in so I could fix my washing machine. And it was as if he said he had built the NASA space shuttle to me. I said, you did what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, I fixed my washing machine. And I was like, bruh, that's crazy. How did you know what was wrong? I looked it up and it was making this sound. So I assumed that it was the this and the this. And I said, I just passed physics. And I, I'm just, it doesn't feel like I'm smarter than when I started physics. And I'm like, well, then what? You just have to like dive in. I think it's more of a situation of passing physics is one thing. Utilizing the knowledge from said physics is a completely different thing. Oh, there's no question. Because there's a whole bunch of rote memorization going on, right? I mean, how many times have you studied for a test and you're just saying it in your head and the moment you check the box or or circle it, you know what I mean, color in the bubble, that shit just goes right out your, oh, dude. <laughs> it just goes right away. Here's the secret that the physics professor would do. I know the formula, no problem. And then he's like, what if we decided to use a different thing and put that in the formula? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You better back up. I memorized that formula like that. You're like, yeah, but you could extrapolate and use that same formula in the, like, no, no, you can't change it at all. And that just means you don't understand it. You just memorized it, but you don't know how to, you're totally right. Like I fixed my bug all the time. I was under there fixing the clutch cable. I, I, oh, I fixed everything. But that was when I was like 21 and thought I could do anything. <laughs> so I would just take it apart being like, what's the worst that could happen? And I put it back together. Once I started paying people to do stuff, that inquisitive nature kind of disappeared with my ability to finance someone else thinking on my behalf. That's deep. That was kind of deep. It was deep. (laughs) (laughs) 
brother is doing some thinking. <laughs> Those cogs are turning. I can hear him through the headphones. <laughs> no, we were going to get into this whole fucking TED Talk thing, Steve. But the thing is, like, for you, I remember talking to you about the machine you use to do your job. Mm-hmm. And you know more about that machine than many people know about the stuff they work on. You know how your machine functions. Somewhat. More than a lot of people that do do jobs. They don't know exact. Like, for instance, if uh, someone was using something, like say they were using uh, the metal slicer, the thing that slices metal down the middle, right? Okay. And they're very smart, very smart. But if I took it all the way to how does your metal slicer actually operate? They're great with metal. They know how to use the the, the tools. The da, 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 da. I'm like, but how does that, like if I said, how does that drill work that you use to do all your very smart things? When you get really, really specific, I wonder how much anyone knows how anything they really use, even the smart people. Like if they're fixing cars, I'd be like, yeah, that power drill you're using, do you know how to take it apart to put it together? They might be like, well, no. Like, but you know how to put a car together. Whereas a lot of these people that I talk to, they know how to, they're like, I know how to apply the idea of putting one thing together. And since I know how to put that thing together, the same theory applies to that power drill. As long as I know the basic components of electric moving parts, I can put anything together. I'm like, I want to be able to do that, to apply everything across the board. And be like, oh, I know how to do that, you know? Well, Steve, this is America, and you can do whatever you want to do. You dang freaking skippy. <laughs> it's a little bullshitty, but it's a nice thought. Well, no, I remember there's that one quote. I forgot how it goes, but they were saying, it, once you find greatness in one thing, you could apply it to all things. And the theory is, if you learn how to be amazing at one thing, if you take that same discipline into anything, you could be amazing at it. Since now you know how to be great at something, you can now be great at anything you want because you know how to be amazing at something. I'm like, that's an interesting theory. So I need to take my sexual practices and just apply it to life is what you're saying. Bore America as a whole. That's what you should do. <laughs> you said as a whole. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just playing. Are we children? <laughs> Are we children, Dan? I don't know. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, would you? Okay. Okay. Question. I've asked you this before, but I don't remember your answer. If you had four, let's say $40 million, but the catch is you have to do something you love. You won't get paid for it, but you have to do something you love. What would it be? Every day, no changes. Uh, it would definitely be something in entertainment. Maybe even this. If I could do this every really? yeah, if I could do this daily, if we could do a daily show. Now I have $40 million, so I'm hiring someone to be the engineer and all that shit. And then we could just sit down on the mic and talk every day. Done. I would love That's it. what you would do. I would love to, yeah. I would always, I always thought you'd be like in like writing TV. I don't know. Maybe some, like I said, something in the entertainment industry, but this is a very comfortable setting for me. I like it. It doesn't feel like work when we're talking. It only feels like work afterwards. You know, why didn't you ever, um, since you're like, you, you know, you wrote, I remember you wrote the, the Halloween ghost story and you don't really write like often. Is there a reason that you stopped writing? Assuming that you used to write a lot. Yeah. I stopped going to school where it was required to write stuff. That would be a very <laughs> That's good pretty reason. much the truth. Hey, Steve, I hate to take this in a different direction so abruptly like this, but because we lost a half an hour of time, we have some things to give away today. We had a little contest on our Facebook community page, and what it was for were two hats, okay? One apiece for the boys. These are promo hats that we got from the lovely Rebecca Daling when she went to the premiere, and we are going to give them away right now to a couple of people. 
Now, the contest was really only for the people on the Facebook page, okay? So we ended up getting five different entries. And what it was, was we were asking them to give us a review, put it on iTunes, take a snapshot, send it to us. And then the other part of that was, put yourself into the position of if you were in the seven. If you've seen the boys, you know what we're talking about. If you were in the seven, what would your superpower be, okay? So what we're gonna do really quickly is I'm gonna go, since they took the time to do this, we are going to read their special power, if you will, if they were in the seven, and then... What I did was, I know a lot of these people, and you know a lot of these people, so we wanted to be fair about it. So what I mm-hmm. did was I had Gail make the, I'm going to blame it on Gail. She's the one that actually picked these out, okay? She's the okay. one that picked the winners, if you will. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first one we have is from Adam Templeman, and this is his power. This is his character name, okay? If he was in the seven, his name would be Collar. Abilities. Capable of telepathy with any member of the canine family, except poodles mm-hmm. for some reason. Okay. Wow. Obsessive, obsessively spins three times before sitting in a chair, which is kind of funny because, you know, that's what dogs do. Afraid of vacuum cleaners, yells irrationally at house cats, strange side power of being capable of stirring natural peanut butter perfectly with a single rotation. That is totally. That him. is full on Adam. Okay. Also, good to hear you. Good to see you back around, yeah. brother. He was doing Disappeared. stuff. Yeah. He did some manly shit. Did you see that? He was... Uh, I did not. He was... I think... I'm going to probably butcher what he was doing, but I believe he was helping Sam and transport while spawning. Really? Yeah. I don't know all the circumstances. Adam, write in and let us know what you're doing. I like how you said salmon. Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> what do you think, folks? Write in. Who says, who says salmon and who says salmon? I say salmon. Go on, DR. Okay. The next one is from our friend Quentin Roberts, and here we go. I'm going to change his up just a little bit because I'm not reading his review, okay? But it says, if I was in the seven, my name would be Spiderling. My goal is to be a straight ripoff of Spider-Man, but I'll take the toll being an actual man with eight legs. So I have some grotesqueness, but still have the powers of a spider. Agility, super strength, wall crawling, web swinging, the whole nine yards. I'll even shoot it from my butt. I don't care. I'll be the Spiderling. Nice. Okay. So if he was in the seven, he would be Spiderling. That is so... Then again, homeboy has gills. So I can't say, but eight legs though, bro? Hey, why not? That looks crazy. Yeah, but I mean, picture the Are seven. They... You you have these uh-huh. misfit people in the seven, right? Yeah. All of them look like humans though. So what? Except for except for Noir. Q's doing his thing. I appreciate it. I like that he's I thinking outside of the box. Q, can you, can you kind of go in depth... If you want later on, are are they fleshly legs or are they hairy legs? These are guys probably got hairy legs. Wow. I like it. I think it's grotesque. And I think that that sets him apart. Okay. So this one's coming from Paul Hart. My superhero name would be Ginger Snaps. I can tip it. (laughs) I can telepathically control anyone or anything that has red hair, which would obviously be abused. I would convince Lindsay Lohan to just not. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Also, I can cause semi-sonic booms by snapping. Oh, ginger snaps. Ginger snaps. Yeah, got it. That's actually really smart. Up next is Kevin Shanks. He says, hey Kevin here. What's better than having one superpower, wielding them all whenever necessary? My name would be Shifter, and my superpower would be Power Mimicry, which is the ability to copy and combine the superpowers psychic energy, genetics, physiology of other absorbing nearby energy signatures. God damn, Kevin. Putting some science into this one. That's actually really good. <laughs> Here comes the next one. Last one, by the way. This one comes from David Griffin, and he says, I am the dude. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. I am the de- <laughs> I apologize. I am the dehumidifier. With a single glance, I can fill any vagina with sand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the dehumidifier? <laughs> You're talking about the seven. You have to keep that in mind. Like, what would be the purpose of that power? That's kind of <laughs> if you're in the seven, that means your power is useful. The only other power that's like that, that has nothing to do with the seven was something that Dane Cook once said, where he wishes he had the power of spaghetti fingers. So he could just be sitting across the table from somebody and if they're annoying him, just blah. Yeah, now you got spaghetti all over your face. <laughs> wow, Dane Cook. I went old school with Dane Cook, yes. I see that, yeah. Anyway. We wanted to keep this neutral. We actually know all of these people, or at least are familiar with them on the group. So we didn't want to show any type of bias anyway. That's not how we do things. We did get Gail involved with this, and she has picked winners, Steve. Okay. So because Gail has heard these names before, but she hasn't really had the talk time that we've had with them or, you know, whatever, we just decided to be completely out of it and let her pick. So these are her picks. First up, winner of the boy's hat. It sounds weird. Is it a cap? A hat? You know what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. It's a goddamn baseball kind of thing. You know, it's a, it's a boy's hat. It's a hat. A baseball kind it's of thing. It's a baseball cap is what I'm getting <laughs> <at>. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, here we go. The winner of the first boy's cap, if you will. First pick. Quentin Roberts would be the winner. Congratulations, sir. Hugh! He does have a way with the ladies. It makes sense. Ladies love Q. Ladies love QJ. I was just about to I say know. that. I know. Congratulations, Quentin. I'll be contacting you for all the details, and we'll get that hat out to you very soon. All right, second winner. Mr. Kevin Shanks. Shanks! Isn't that a piece of meat? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Shanks! Guys, thanks for writing in. I say guys because only guys wrote in for this. And uh, thank you very much. We'll, you know what? Next time we'll give something else away. Maybe we'll do it a little bit differently. But we wanted to make this one specific to the Facebook community. So congratulations to Quentin Roberts and Kevin Shanks. We will be getting in touch with both of you for your mailing address and all that good stuff. And we'll get some fun shit out to you real soon. Yeah. Also, I found out it is a piece of meat. Lamb shanks. Crazy. Why is that crazy, Steve? I mean, it just sounds like I was guessing. I'm like, shank sounds like a piece of meat. It's a person's leg, especially the part from the knee to the ankle. The only kind of shank, shank. I know is prison, man, because, you know, I lived that life. Yeah, Mr. N- nodding down to everyone. You know what I'm saying? Definitely <laughs> lived that. Fuck off, Steve. <laughs> my Hi, how are we doing? All right. All right. Good, 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 good. So, ladies and gentlemen, we only have a little bit of time left because there were glitches in the Matrix. However, you are getting two shows this week because one of them is going to be a crazy interview that was amazing with Dan's friend that he finally introduced me to, Julianne Emery. Um, But Dan actually, when I was at his house, it's funny. I was at his house and Dan was like, Steve, you've got to see this trailer. I was like, I'm kind of tired. He's like, no, you got to watch it. I'm like, I can't really do it. He took my chin, looked up at his TV, and I was like, dude, okay, I will watch this freaking trailer. And it was a trailer for the most adorable movie. Mind you, it had Shia LaBeouf in it. So for me to say I want to see a movie. Yeah, I understand. With Shia that. 
LaBeouf. I was like, ugh. But by the end of the trailer, I was like, I'm so glad that you let me see this trailer. Haven't gotten a chance to see it, but oddly enough, the man, the myth, the legend has, and I really wanted to give him a chance to talk about this movie because it looks adorable and uh, I want to hear more about it. Dan, why don't you tell the listeners what you saw? So the other day I got to see a movie, man, that was, I guess it was more of, it was like an experience. It was a treat. It was uplifting. I came out of the movie smiling. I will tell you that I haven't come out of a movie smiling that hard and feeling that good since the Mr. Rogers movie last year. Okay. You're right. Shia LaBeouf is in this movie and I was super impressed with his performance in this. The movie I'm talking about is Peanut Butter Falcon, you guys. Come to my wrestling school and become a badass. That's what he wants to do with the rest of his life. Yes, it is. You let a half-naked boy with Down syndrome who has no idea how to get along in this world just slip out from under your nose. You two are close. We are. Well, then you'll figure out where he's at and you'll bring him back. Are you following me? Maybe we could be friends. And buddies, bro dogs, and chill. Have a good time. You said the wrestling school's maiden? Yes. One long road leads all the way down. I'll drop you there then. I'm looking for a missing person. Have you seen him? Little man on a lamb. Make your girlfriend back there, Eleanor. Rule number one, don't slow me down. Rule number two, I'm in charge. Hey, what's rule number one? Party. No, not party. You have a young boy with Down syndrome in the middle of nowhere. All right, well, while you've been doing paperwork, we've been doing something called living. I'm going to give you all of my wishes for my birthday. I made a promise to him. Give him that wrestling school in Aiden. No, we're not going to hop on your little raft and cruise around down the river. Hey, Eleanor, I don't want to go home. Oh. We could be a family. Friends are the family you choose. Wrestlers got alter egos. You need a name. Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon! I don't know if this is playing all over. It took probably a couple of weeks, actually, to get here. So if a theater you have in town is playing this movie, go and see this movie immediately. Take your family with you. Take Of all ages. Take everyone with you to this movie that you can. It is a beautiful, beautiful movie, okay? Spoilers on how I feel about it. So what this movie's about, Steve, is there is this young man named Zach who has Down syndrome, okay? And he is awarded to the state. He has no family. He has no friends, no one to take care of him. So the state takes care of him. He has this old VHS video that has, um, it's Thomas Hayden Church is the one that's in the video. And I believe his name is the Redneck Warrior. I feel like I'm saying that wrong, but it's the Redneck something, okay? He's a wrestler. And he just worships this guy. And the video that he has is sort of like, you know, come to my school and learn all the tricks of wrestling and you can be a wrestler like me. That's the kind of video it is, okay? And so he just worships this guy. He idolizes him. Because he has no friends and he has no family, there's no one that's ever going to take him out of this home. So he gets it in his head that he is going to escape this place and he's going to go find this school. And he does this a couple of times to the point where he becomes a, a flight risk. Without getting into all the details of this, because this is definitely a movie that you need to experience, Zach escapes and he makes his way off on this journey. Now, on the other side of things, we have a guy named Tyler played by Shia LaBeouf. These two end up finding each other. The little adventure that they have is so adorable. And the way that these two bond and the way that Shia LaBeouf plays this guy, Tyler, it's just the most beautiful thing ever, dude. Like, I I really honestly welled up. Like, I I didn't cry, but I literally felt that feeling like I was going to. But it was because of a happy thing. Um. I don't feel like I want to give you guys too much detail with this because it's one of those movies where these movies don't come around all the time. You know, there's a lot of good movies out there, but movies like this that just warm your heart. I'm not even trying to like speak in hyperbole, guys. Just 
I cannot recommend this movie enough. It is probably the most touching movie that I've seen definitely all year. And I, I think I'm going to watch this one over again. I think I'm going to take my family back to see it. And I think I'm going to go maybe another time. It's, it's, it's a rewatchable movie that is just so goddamn beautiful that when you guys see this, you're going to know what I'm talking about. I would not be surprised if this movie ends up being like an Oscar nominated movie because it's that good. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. There are sometimes these characters that come along. Someone like, say, Amy Pond from Doctor Who or uh, I don't mean just for the sake of this, she, this girl, Eleanor, you kind of fall in love with her. But the highlight of this movie, guys, is an actor by the name of Zach Gotzigan. It makes me wonder, because he does have severe Down syndrome, okay? And I'm not going to act like I understand Down syndrome, but his name is Zach in the movie. I don't know if that was intentional. Like, maybe maybe he responded to Zach better. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's the case, why his name is Zach in the movie as well. But, dude, he's just the most adorable kid ever. The kid's supposed to be 22 years old. I don't know how old this actor, Zach Gotzigan, is, but... I just fell in love with this kid. And he says things that you're not going to expect him to say. And Thomas Hayden Church is in it too. And he plays the saltwater redneck. I think I said the redneck warrior or something like that. But it is the saltwater redneck. He has a scene in this movie with Zach that totally brought tears to my eyes. And again, I'm not going to tell you why. I assume that you guys get bugged when I don't give you any detail about the movie. But there are people out there that want to experience these things. Okay, so I'm not ruining anything. I'm going to stop talking about it right now. But I'm going to tell you. This is the movie to see. If you have anything going on right now, out of all the movies that are out there, this is the one to see. Peanut Butter Falcon, guys. Check it out. I am going to give this movie, Steve, a 4.5 out of 5 cameo appearances by Jake the Snake Roberts. Nice. That is Peanut Butter Falcon. Ladies and gentlemen, try to find it in your local theater or make maybe. Would you recommend them taking a drive half an hour or so to go watch it? Drive two hours to see this movie. Whoa! I promise you guys. Take my word for it, okay? You're going to thank me for not giving you the details. If you want to know the details, listen to another podcast. I don't feel that it's proper to do this to you. I really don't. I feel like it's something that you just need to walk in, preferably blind to it, and just sit down and get ready to have your heart warmed. I'm telling you, man, it's great. I just came out smiling and I felt good for the rest of the day. That is awesome. Who'd you see it with? Yours truly. By yourself? Yeah, everyone else had things going on. So I was like, I got to see this movie. I want to talk about it. I heard so many good things. So many people told me to check it out. I saw the trailer for it when we saw yesterday and immediately I knew that I wanted to see this movie. It was kind of like one of the ones I've really been anticipating this year. I mean, you have Star Wars and all that. I get it. But it's these little movies, these little independent movies, man, that sneak up on you sometimes that change the way you look at things, you know, and this is that one. So guys, I've already said it enough. Go check it out. All right, Steve. So I saw a couple other things, but I'm going to talk about them very quickly because there's another one that you did see that I want to talk about. Okay. I watched on Netflix the other night. Something that I am going to be very careful about recommending to you people, okay? Because some of you are going to get it, and you're going to love it, and you're going to go, wow, that was crushing the mic, and others are probably going to be offended by some of it. So this is a movie where you're going to go in knowing what I tell you, okay? But make your own opinion, and if you don't feel comfortable with it, I would say don't do it. What I'm talking about is Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. This is his newest comedy special that's on Netflix, and... (laughs) I was kind of blown away by it, dude, to tell you the truth. Dave Chappelle takes the mirror and turns it towards the world on this. And he just puts everyone on blast. Everyone. And he crushes it, dude. He just, it's, it was so good. It was belly, like I was belly laughing. Sometimes it wasn't because 
like he just said something funny. It's like an uncomfortable belly laugh, if you know what I'm saying. Like, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. But in a way, I feel like he's saying things that people need to hear sometimes. I'm not going to say I'm, I agreed with everything that he said. It's not like that. But I have to commend him, though, for taking the chances to say these things in front of this big audience. Well, and think about it. It's not just that audience. It's in front of the world on Netflix. And he just destroys, man. He, it's it's uh, one of the better comedy specials that I've seen in a very, very long time. I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan. I'll, I'm going to say something that's probably going to make people gasp. Didn't even really watch all of the Chappelle show, to be honest with you. But I've seen Dave Chappelle live before, and he always tears it up. But this one was just, it was different. It was very, it was hardcore. I don't think that he was going for, like, I'm going to, it's not a shock value kind of thing. It's just, I'm going to speak my mind, and I don't really give a fuck what you think. And this is how I feel. And I have the right to feel this way. It's not like he's preaching hate. It's just Dave Chappelle's opinions on things. And it talks about everything from the LGBT community to racism to uh, the Michael Jackson scandal that recently happened. Anything that's like in the zeitgeist, he's going to pretty much talk about in this special. And all I'm going to say is I think this was one of the best specials that I've seen as far as comedy goes in a really long time. I'm going to tell you guys to approach with caution. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say about it. For the honesty that he does in this, I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five audience gasps. All right. I'm very curious, Steve, because I mean, if there was like, if there was a woke contest and it's you and me, you're winning. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, but I, so I'm trying- I don't think this is, I don't know if this, we'll see. I don't know if this comedy special, it's meant for certain people. I don't know if it's meant for my brain style. We'll see. I haven't seen it yet. If anything, just watch it, though, and tell me. If you don't like it, I'm not going to go, oh, you're crazy. Yeah, for sure. But, for sure, but for I'm sure. very curious what you think about this. Will do. Another quick one was Mindhunter Season 2. That is amazing. I just finished that up. You finished the whole thing? Yeah, and I watched the Season 1 again because I couldn't remember <laughs> Holy it all. Holy crap, dude. Dude, it's so <laughs> fucking good. That is crazy. I've had some free time on my hands lately, so I've been able to watch a few things. And plus, you got to remember, I had stuff saved up that we didn't get to talk about last That's week. That's true. So, That's true. Never mind. Yeah, Thank yeah. You know. So this is a quick one. Um, but Mindhunter Season 2, if you like Season 1, you're going to love Season 2. If you're not familiar with Mindhunter, this is a Netflix show. It's set in the late 70s. Two FBI agents are tasked with interviewing serial killers to solve open cases. So it's loosely based on facts, and they do kind of weave facts into it. But it's these two guys didn't exist. The people I'm talking about are Holden Ford, who's played by Jonathan Groff, and then Bill Tench, played by Holt McCallney. They're fictitious characters. But this is based on the FBI agents that actually coined the term serial killer. They used to call it uh, series killer. They, they call it a couple other things. But they're the ones that came up with this. And they go to serial killers. They, they interview them in prison. And they get into their mind to try and figure out how to catch other serial killers. It's so fucking interesting. If you guys watched Umbrella Academy... Uh, you will recognize this guy that's in it. He plays Edmund Kemper, who was a serial killer. His name is Cameron Britton. He he pretty much crushed that whole performance in season one as Edmund Kemper. They look very similar. Uh, this guy Cameron's a bit of a wider man, but his mannerisms are just so on point. It actually got him a lot of work. They also interviewed Charlie Manson in this. If you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the guy that played Charles Manson, same guy that's playing Charles Manson in this. And when I watched him in Once Upon a Time, I was like, okay, that's cool. They didn't really do anything with him, right? Like, he just waved at somebody and he had like one line. I thought, okay, great. We, we can see that you're Charles Manson, but whatever. They put him in this one, age him a little bit, and put this, you know, the swastika in his forehead and everything. And dude is Charles Manson. It's crazy how good he is as Charles Manson. So um, 
what this one is about is the Atlanta Killer. They, there's a podcast about it. It's called Atlanta Monster. And back in the 70s. Good he's pod. Guy, yeah, it's a great pod. Uh, he's a guy that killed, I think it was 26. He had 26 murder victims. A couple of them were mostly all, mostly all of them were black male teenagers or children. And then there was a few adults as well. But when they finally caught him, they only convicted him for two of those murders, man. It's crazy. But the guy's behind bars. That's the story arc this season is, is pretty much that. Uh, the acting is phenomenal in this. The uncanny resemblance of these serial killers is crazy. Like the casting is just on point with this. So I totally recommend that you guys watch this on Netflix. I'll rate this one real quick. I'm going to give this one four out of five cases of autoerotic asphyxiation. I don't even know if I said that right, but I'm done. Yeah, you're fine. And what else you've been watching, man? It's what you've been watching too. This is the one I want to talk about before we go because I wanted to talk about it last week. All right. You and I have both seen Ready or Not. Who wants to play a game? It's time for hide and seek. Run, run, run. Time to run and hide. Run, run, run. And now I'm going to find you scurry off into the darkness. Hurry, I'm behind you. Don't you speak. Hide and seek. I want to know what you think of it first. Okay, so... I walked in expecting I, I it sucks because I really I took Melissa and she didn't know what to expect. I wish I would have went in with her expectations. She was just like, there would be times in the movie where she'd say, What are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> like, what because she didn't know what it was about. Just saw a woman with a shotgun. It's like, let's rock. And as it went go, she's like, What are we watching? And she loved it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. The cast was amazing. In truthfulness, I think that um, Samara Weaving is a star. Yes. I think she's fantastic. It's almost weird how much she reminds me of Margot Robbie. Yeah, she's kind of got a Jamie Presley thing going on, too. Yes, the between the two. They're very similar. Yes. And um, so, uh, and obviously, Adam Brody, you know, Andy McDowell, they're all great. And so, I watched this movie... And as I'm watching it, it's right up my alley. It ticks all the boxes. Yep. Obviously, it ticks all the boxes for Steve. Uh, you know, the gore, the ouch, the ooh, that looks like it hurt. At the end of the movie, I was like, good movie. Like, that was fun. Perfectly good. Perfectly, you know, hey, I am satisfied. Um, I just don't think I liked it as much as most people liked it. That's fair. That's all. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was solid. Um, I, I think it reminds me so much of your next. Yes. And I've heard that comparison before. It's pretty, I mean, even though it's, I mean, like, obviously I liked not comparing the two. I'm not going to compare the two, but it was good. It did what it did. She didn't do any of the stupid things like trip over herself or she did everything. I'm like, you know what? That was a, she was solid. She killed. She was a force to be reckoned with. She was no joke. She didn't give up. I loved everything about how they portrayed her. So yeah, I liked it. It was it was fine. I'm gonna go a little bit harder on that, man. Like I I don't know if it's just my mood I'm in, but I'm giving very <laughs> high ratings. However, I'm this gonna tell you this. Five. No, no, no. I, I saw this movie trailer in the theater and I'm like, okay, this is definitely something that I wanna see. Kinda reminds me of a cross you bring up your next. I it's like a fusion of your next and clue, the aesthetic of the movie, very much so. It's um it's got that production design. Yes. I loved this movie. It's like if you said, hey, Dan, I want to make you a movie that's going to, as you put it, take all the boxes. Yeah. 
and give you those twisted elements of movies that you like, you know, violence, gore, humor, all that kind of stuff. And they go, okay, here's your movie. And it's fucking ready or not. A bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take a part in this terrifying game. It's all in the trailer, so I don't really feel like I'm saying too much. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it right there. It's just imagine yourself getting married into a family and... The only way that you can truly be accepted into this family is by playing this ritualistic game that they have. And I'm going to leave it at that. So if you watch the trailer, you can tell that it's probably not, <laughs> probably not a game that you want to be playing. And this movie could have been garbage if it was given to the wrong people. It could have been very campy. It's still campy, but it's campy in a good way, I think. Like the characters, you don't get a lot of character building with them, you know, but they're like plug and play. As soon as you see them, you know exactly what kind of people they are. And then, and they're not really the stars of the show. They're sort of all working around Samara Weaving. You're right, dude. She is a star. I loved her in The Babysitter. And I remember watching that movie, not knowing who she was and going, you know what? This chick stands out. Like, she's really, really good. And then I didn't see her in anything else. In this one, she is on freaking fire. The the whole, like, look of her as the bride, it's almost like, um, I'm not comparing the two movies by any means, but it kind of gives me that feeling of how I looked at Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. Like, that kind of a image, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it made me think of. But it's nothing like that movie whatsoever. I think it is a perfect blend of humor and gore and violence. It was everything, dude. I loved this fucking movie. I'm not going to say it was better than Endgame or anything because this movie stands by itself this year. And I do think that so far it is in my top... Dude, maybe... It's definitely my top five movies of the year so far. So entertaining. I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it was by myself, and then I took my son back, and I plan on taking Gail to see it too. We haven't been able to kind of sync up our schedules to all go to the movies at the same time. But I'm going to just say go see this movie. If blood's not your thing, I wouldn't even say skip it. Like, I just think they do it to where it's not so gratuitous, you know? But you're going to get good movie gore. And they somehow do it so comedically that it just works, man. I can't give enough praise to Samara Weaving. I think that she is, we haven't really seen her best work yet, but I think we've seen her best work so far, if that makes sense. Totally entertaining. And then you, there's another element to this movie that I'm not going to get into. If you look for it, you'll probably find it, you know, like by reading reviews or just looking online. I would stay away from it. I would say go into this movie as blind as possible because you're going to come out enjoying the shit out of it. Steve and I have a little bit of a difference of opinion on it, but not by much, I don't think. It's just a matter of, well, I liked it this much. Well, I liked it this much more. I really think that's all it is. But yeah, total fun movie, man. I think the rewatchability of this movie is really high. I could see myself watching it pretty much every time it comes on because I like the character so much. She is a force to be reckoned with, though, dude. Samara Weaving is awesome in this movie. I got to ask you. Yeah. You said this is your top five movie of the year? I think. Really? If If I had to just recall movies real quickly... And maybe I'm missing a few, but yeah. Yeah. Cause there's been a, I'm, cause I, right when you said that I looked up movies of 2019, I was like, that's, I don't think Dan's serious about that. Okay. Well, here's the deal. I don't really give a shit with what, no offense. I'm just saying, I don't really give a shit what, whatever your reading says. I'm saying this movie hit me that way. Does that no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you like other movies more than this movie. Let's throw some out. What you got? You thought this was better than John Wick 3? I'm not going to say whether I liked it better or not. I'm okay. just going to say I enjoyed it. Obviously, we can't use in-game. Yeah, let's take that out of the mix. Yeah, well, you, we always got to... People need to start doing that more often. Um, Shazam? Oh, this is way better than Shazam. Okay, that's fair. Alita Battle Angel? Way better than Alita Battle Angel. Long shot? A different type of a movie, but I enjoyed this more. Us? I did forget about Us. Um, 
I'll put it this way. Okay. I've watched Us three times now. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying I'm not going to give it high praise at the end of the year and on, on uh, the noises and such. But I think I would rather watch this one again than Us again. Yeah. Okay, well then in that case, you probably write us in your top five. It's high up there, dude. It's, but this is just my opinion. Who the fuck am I? No, 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 no. I would say off of one, if off of one watch, you think like, oh, I would rather, well then yeah, for sure then. That's no big deal. But I'm like, okay, well then I mis, I misjudged what I thought you were saying. That's all. I'm not going to compare a movie like this to something like John Wick 3 or Endgame. It's its own movie. It's in its, I think what it is, it's... um. Even though, like, you have the elements of certain movies, like you said, it's kind of reminiscent of your next and such. I think that it does an original thing to me. Okay. And it's just the way I felt about it. So I know, you know, we're going to have to wrap things up right now. But uh, let me go ahead and rate this one real quick. We'll tell you what. Actually, go ahead and give your rating first. Okay. I will give this three ripped wedding dresses. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give this one 3.5 arrows to the throat. We're gonna have to talk one day, Dan. Why? What's up? I wish I, I I here's what I wish I I you know what I need to start doing. What's that? I need to start recording the ratings that you rate movies, like an Excel spreadsheet, so that I could be because like because okay, I'm, I'm rating it higher than something else. Is that what you're getting at? No, 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 no. Like you rate it lower than something else that I think you liked better. Like if you say this is top five, I'm wondering are there other movies you rated higher than this one? And I don't know because then I could be like, oh. We could just go to that rating system and be like, oh, you like that movie more. Well, which movie are you referring to? No, 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 no. I'm not referring to anything specific, but I thought you were going to go higher with this rating. It's no Peanut Butter Falcon. So Peanut Butter Falcon is in your top five, too. So there's three left. I don't know. I didn't say it was in my top five. I just said it's the it's the movie that made me feel so like good and emotional. So you, since I haven't seen a movie since the. Oh, the, uh, so if Mr. you Rogers rate something movie. higher, that doesn't mean it's in your top five. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> no, I got five numbers. I've got five know. numbers to work with, dude. I'm just trying to put on a show. Because I didn't know. I'm like, oh, your rating system doesn't necessarily be like, yeah, I rated that movie higher, but the lower rated movie is not my top five when the higher rated movie isn't, which is fair. Well, I, ta- I also take into account, like, you know, production of the movie, quality of the acting. Like, honestly, I probably should have rated it a little bit higher. But if we're going to start going into the top five movies, I don't know. Okay. No problem. I just didn't know. I, again, the only- I, see, I see where you're coming yeah. from. And I, you know what? Maybe, and I'm speaking from the heart right now, but maybe there is a little something to be said. Maybe I should go back and sort of compare my movies again. But it's like, it's definitely top 10 for sure. Well, the thing is, if you liked it more than us, you loved us. And if, you're, if you say you could talk about this like you talked about us, then dude, I think it's your top five. It, it should be because us, we talked about it for two shows. And for you to be like, I see myself watching this more than us. Well, then I'm like, oh, well, then it's over. It's kind of different, though, because there's hype for us. You know, you have the you have the Jordan Peele hype that's going on. And is it going to be better than Get Out? So I went into that movie with that kind of a mentality. And then they just do this crazy mind trip shit that made us really kind of break it down. What exactly did we watch? So in that aspect, yeah, that's cool because it's making us get cerebral. But with Ready or Not, it's just a fun movie. It's just like a rock concert. It's like. Let's turn it on, man, and let's just kick ass for the next hour and 40 minutes okay. and give you this wild... It's like a roller coaster. you know. Okay. That's that's how I felt about this one. Yeah. Two different types of feelings. Now, to be fair with you, though, 
maybe I'm jumping the gun on top five. I will go ahead and retract that statement only because there have been a lot of movies coming out this year that maybe I'm missing. Oh, no, I was saying considering what you, I'm only saying of what you saw so far. I wasn't going to be like, but you haven't seen. No, I'm saying out of what you've seen so far, if this is top five, that's fine. I just didn't know how you were making your top five. That's all. Maybe I'll come back to that. I will come back to it actually and sort of revise my statements, but there's just certain movies that come out where it's like, I just want to spread the word. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to tell everyone, have you seen this? Go see this. Yeah. And these two movies today are definitely fall into that category. Okay. Ready or not. And Peanut Butter Falcon are definitely must sees to me. Cool. Done deal. Sounds good. Other than that. Yeah. That's, that's all I got this week. I know that we lost about a half an hour to 40 minutes in time because of the technical difficulty. Which would have been handled if I knew how things worked in life in general, going back to the beginning, I need to learn computers. <laughs> Hey, man, sometimes it's a simple reboot to fix things, right? Yeah, but then then you want to know why did it work? Anyway, we're not doing yeah. that right now. We'll talk about that next week. Just turn it off and turn it on. We've been doing it for since I was a kid. <laughs> just turn it off and turn it on. Hey, it works a lot of times. You know, jiggle the button. Sometimes, remember how you used to just tap the TV? Just tap the TV. <laughs> that would be my dad. Dad, it's not working. Hey, hey tap it. That means that something's I, loose, dad. <laughs> we got to fix it. That's true, huh? That's very true. Yeah. If you're tapping it and it's working. But what have we learned today, folks? We've learned that nods are weird. Yes, they are very strange. Could you consider a nod a code switch? Oh, yeah. Okay, so nods are part of the code switching family. We've learned that people are weird to each other when, you can't, when you're in your car and you're trying to talk to someone and you know they can't, you can't hear each other. Yet. You make those noises. Uh, we've learned that maybe I haven't had the most solid rating system so far this year. So I'm going to reflect on that. I'm going to get introspective and I'm going to come back with something next week. Maybe we need to revise it. Should we be like one out of ten? No, it's fine. I think I think it's like, I think you, I don't know. I think you come out of movies. You're just like yes. And I here's my thing. I will know. I'll and I'll keep it to myself though. I'm just gonna see how often because I remember how much you talked about us. I remember because it was like wow, he's talked about this a lot. And I'm gonna see how much you talk about ready or not. No, no, no. Like, it's fun. I'm already done with it. I've said what I need to say. It's different. And I think that we talked about that movie so much. Okay, well, you did see Ready or Not. Yeah, I don't think that your rating system's off. I think it's fine. Okay, cool. I'm just saying there are a lot of times where I'll see something you haven't seen. Yes. So we're obviously not going to talk as much about it. You know what I mean? And when I'm trying to, like, motor mouth through 15 minutes getting out these reviews or at least my opinions on them, maybe I'm not quite as ready to talk about them if I don't have a lot of time. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I think every movie that you like, you, I've never, I, I don't think there's ever been a time where I haven't seen a movie that you were like over, like, oh my God, I watch it. Because I'm like, I need to be on the same page as Dan on this movie, or at least have, mm. at least have seen it so that I could be like, okay. Like when you talked over, like, oh, you got to see um, plus one. I made sure, okay, I gotta, have, I gotta make that happen. And so I watched it. Because when you go over, I was like, okay, I really got to see this thing. I definitely like this movie better than Plus One, but it's a different kind of a movie, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it's like, it's like, give me everything I like in a movie to be entertained and throw it at me. That's what this one did. With Plus One, it's something like, oh, that was a really, you know what? That was a really touching movie. Or that was a, yeah. that was a great romantic comedy. And I'm surprised at the acting that came out of a certain character. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing. This is just like, hey, give me a movie that kicks my ass and makes me have fun and smile. Here's that. Uh, one thing I forgot to say is I appreciated the ending. That's what all I'll say about that is yeah. that I'm like, you yeah, know so what? I mean, it takes it in a way that you're like, oh, well, look at this. And so it changes, in my opinion, it is now in a different genre. 
That makes it a different genre, the ending. I can't wait till y'all see it. What kind of genre would you call that, by the way? Because they're calling it horror. It and is. I don't necessarily think it's horror. It's I mean, hor- I guess it is. Yeah, it's horror because of what they did at the end. It's horror. It's a very dark comedy. Yes, I would put it in the same vein as like Dust Till Dawn, where it's a horror movie, but there are funny parts. Yeah, a super ultra violent dark comedy. Yes, is what we're talking I really, about. yeah. And so I loved how they did the ending. And I, I think, um, like I said, and like my, my woman loved that movie. You I'm with her, like man. It. I know. Great minds. You know what I'm saying? I know. I, and I can't. Here's the thing. I, I can't wait to gang up on you with her. At man. the end. <laughs> that sounds weird. At the end. Oh, you know what? You have a dirty <laughs> ass mind, bro. I wasn't even thinking about that. I just meant ganging up on about opinions and shit. You know, man, I cannot wait to pull the train on you, Steve. <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, Hudson. Jesus no, but. Christ. At the end of the year, our conversation on the top five is going to be incredible. Last year, it was really hard to put those together. Like, I had a hard time Hell doing yeah, that. yeah, dude. Hell and yeah. And I think I better start now. I better start because there's just, I don't know. What do you think was a bit, so far, we're a little over halfway. What do you think is a better year for movies? Last year or this year? Well, one movie came out this year that is automatically makes it the better year. Yeah, but its counterpart was also a big component of last year, too. Oh, no, it's not close. This year is way better than last year, only because of Endgame. I'm not entirely sure about that yet. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying my personal opinion, I'm going to really have to think about it because we're not through the year yet. No. We have Star Wars that's coming up, and that's you know how, that, you know how I am with Star Wars. By the way, folks, the trailer, you seen the footage? Oh, my God. But I know Steve's got to go, but oh, my God. But, dude, we still, here's the thing. We got... We got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Endgame, Us, yeah. mm-hmm. Shazam. You're really holding Shazam in high regard, aren't you? I loved Shazam, dude. I really thought it was really good, dude. Particularly coming off of Aquaman exactly. in comparison, it was fantastic. And but I, I love Pet Cemetery too. Now, I wouldn't put it in my best. I'm probably not going to make my, my best, but that's so far. It's been a killer year. Booksmart was another one. There's a lot of good movies that are coming out right now. So yeah, it might be really difficult. I think we should start working on this now. You know what? You're freaking right, dude. I mean, long shot. Yeah, there's movies that are just like, you know what? This was a great year of film. Anyway, people, I hope you enjoy Alita Battle Angel. What are you talking about? I hope you guys enjoyed this amazing show we did, even though it was very, very quick. I have so many other things to say. But we got to get out of here. We're going to be recording very, very soon. Send in your questions. Congratulations to Q and Kevin for winning this amazing merch that you're going to be getting. And thanks to Rebecca for donating, by the way. Oh, dude. And thank you for Gail for choosing. Thanks. You know what? Thank everybody. Thank all of you. You know, if you're listening to this show, thank you. That was a very wise thing to do, Dan. You're very smart. That's called covering your ass. Oh, why do you take away? Here's my question. Why do you take away? I didn't. You did. I'm just telling you. you. You could have been like, I'm just being considerate. I'm just being considerate, Steve. There we go. There it is. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the next person you're going to hear is Dan the Man, who has a rating system that is untouched or unmatched. Peace <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> Always insulted me. You see, he sucker punched me and then he ran away is what he did. This has been a very quick show. And by the way, the shows will get longer. We're just trying to get through the word. And we have about five more episodes to go. And then we're going to come back to a normal format where you're getting shows when you're supposed to be getting them. So thank you guys very much for your patience with us. Uh, We've been trying to squeeze in a lot to the point where really I forgot to give you the contact information and everything this week. I'll give you the uh, 
scaled down version. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, hit us up at heroes of noise podcast at gmail.com on Twitter. You can reach the show at heroes of noise. You can reach me, Dan at Dan Q public, Steve at S E underscore Hudson music. We have a Facebook community group. Okay. It's called the heroes of noise podcast community. We want you there. Look us up. And of course you can hit us up at heroes of That's the one-stop shop. That's where you get the voicemail. You can email us. You can subscribe to our shows. You can subscribe to our friend shows. Pick up merch, whatever you want to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of episode 82. My name is Dan Ramirez. For Steve Hudson, we are the Heroes of Noise. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 